September sky Watching as clouds went by We confessed everything to each other Hey everybody, welcome to Adventure Retired, the podcast where retired people share what they're doing in their retirement to help inspire you to live your best retired life. We are Kurt and Cindy Logedal, your hosts, and today we're going to talk to Deborah. Yeah, Deborah is a uh, senior fitness person. That's wonderful. Yeah, I think she's like 67, 68, and I know she walks the walk because we're delaying this interview till she's done with her workout, (laughs) but we're noticing... You know, we have a lot of time in retirement to get in shape, and it's so important. Oh, it is. I, I, you know, people always ask me, what should I do, bef- you know, these last few years before I retire? I said, number one, your health. Yeah. Your health and get in shape because it's never going to be easier than it is right now. Yeah. It, you know, if you've led a healthy life your whole your whole working career, well, then you're probably in good shape, and now you can put it up on steroids a little more. But yeah, health is so important. Drop that extra pounds. Muscle, weights, you balance. Have the time. Yeah, you got the time, and it's for you. All right. Well, that'll be a great interview. But first, a life lesson from Kurt's best-selling book, "Fix the Problem," blech, and blech. other life lessons from a pragmatic dad. This one is "Don't get distracted while driving." Yeah, uh, and this is perfect for you, Kurt. For me, I, I don't know what you're talking you about. You are a very distracted driver. Okay. With GPS and cell phones and everything in the cars, we have we have a car now that has like a, a big screen in it. I know. It's amazing. And there's just so many things you can get distracted. Now, my worst thing, I just about rear-ended somebody when I was clipping a fingernail. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, fingernails and chapstick. Yeah. Could you, <laughs> could you imagine how stupid I would have felt had I rear-ended them? You know, well, why'd you hit me? Well, I had a hangnail that I was clipping. (laughs) But, you know, things happen so fast in cars. You know, if you're going 55 mile an hour and you do a text, text, oh my gosh, texts are the worst. Yeah. You know, in five seconds, you've gone the length of a football field and you're not looking at the road. That is the the worst part is being distracted with with technology. Yeah, technology is getting worse. Even if you're looking at your GPS and trying to figure out where you're at, you're yeah. not your eyes are not on the road. Yeah, pay attention to the road while you're driving. It's a big car, big vehicle, and it's dangerous. It is very dangerous. All right, let's get on to the interview. Uh, let's let's hide the clippers. <laughs> Today we're talking to Deb Fountas and. Where are you coming from? Where do you live, Deb? I live in Shelton, Connecticut. Okay, so you're you're out east. Yeah, northeast, yep. northeast. Yeah. We got to get to that area sometime. And we always ask two questions when we start out. When you were in the working world, what did you do, and how long have you been retired? So early on, I, I worked as as an administrative assistant for high level executives at a few companies. But for the past for the 21 years before I retired, I worked for a major insurance company in the long term care product development area as a project manager. So while there, I became certified as a project manager professional, managing several large scale product development efforts to launch new long term care products to the individual consumer, okay. um, as well as as well as employer groups. And when we ceased new long term care sales. I managed the teams to unfortunately file and implement rate increases uh-huh. as states yeah. approved. Um, so I retired August 2020 
two months before my 66th birthday after um, almost 21 years with this company. Okay, Okay, good. So we could actually, I mean, if we wanted to spin this off, we could actually talk to you about long-term care insurance too. You sound like quite the expert there too. Oh, sure. I think it might be a whole nother episode, but we'll keep it in mind. All right, well, good. Kurt found um, found you on Facebook on our the retired group that we like, and it was talking about you were talking about your fitness and how you have had fitness in your life. So I guess tell us a little bit about how fitness and being in shape or getting in shape has formed you as you are. Well, it hasn't always been part of my life. Early, like early on when I was in my 20s, I joined a Gloria Stevens fitness club, but I was never consistent and it was mostly cardio. And um, I also had some tapes, you know, Jane Fonda and Richard Simmons and all that. Um, I used to work out too, but again, I wasn't that consistent. But it, it, it wasn't until I was 55 years old, I got a wake up call from my doctor. My blood pressure had risen to high levels. It wasn't dangerously high, but it was high enough so that he put me on medication. So I made a deal with him. If I lost 15 pounds, would he take me off the pills and then retest me in three months? And he agreed to that. Okay. And that, and that's when, um, good luck, as luck would have it, a gym had recently opened in my neighborhood. So I signed up for that. Um, I started taking classes, first Zumba, um, then some beginning strength classes. And the gym had this eight-week weight loss challenge. So I signed up and I also paid for a trainer to help me, which I think is key because if people start strength training and you don't know where to start, um, trainers are a big help. Um, So this is where I not only learned about weightlifting and proper form, I also learned about nutrition. So not only did I go on to lose the 15 pounds, but within six months I had lost 30 pounds. Oh, good for you. I got off the pills and I haven't looked back since. That's wonderful. Yeah, that is good. That is good. I noticed I'm on high blood pressure pills and I taught in a school of two and a half thousand kids and I didn't have high blood pressure. Now I've been retired like eight years and I have high blood pressure and my weight really hasn't fluctuated that much. And I asked my doctor why she says, Oh, you're getting older. And so I'm, I'm, you know, we stay physically fit, but I still have the high blood pressure, but that's, that's the thing too. I mean, genetics does come into play. I mean, you can do your best, but um, like, for example, my, my doctor last year, my, Um, cholesterol started going up and put me on statins. I had gained maybe like 10 pounds back of what I had lost um, when I was 55. So um, I lost another 20 pounds and dropped some body fat. So she took me off the statins and I just had a test and it went, um, when I was on the statins, my blood pressure, my LDL, which is the bad cholesterol was 67 and off the statin. Now it's 127. So I said, well, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and we'll retest. And if it keeps going up, then I know it's genetics because I'm, I've am i really been on point with my food. So yeah. it's really, it's not that. So yeah, that's good. So that's wonderful. You're, um, I mean, by losing weight, you can get off possibly. I mean, I, like I said, I think mine's genetics because I don't consider myself overweight, but you, some people can get off your meds if you, the under doctor supervision, if you drop the weight and get in shape. Exactly. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Okay, so you're talking to the person who always has good intentions here and never follows through with anything. How many times do you work out a week? What do you do now? Tell us about your program, what you do. Oh, I usually work out in the morning. Um, I like morning, four to six days a week, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. 
Um, I go to the gym. I, I take um, strength classes at the gym because, I mean, I have all the equipment at my house and I've tried working out by myself at home, which I can do, but I like to be with people. So I go to classes where the, the people I see there, they're my gym family. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think it also motivates you too, you know, in terms of it gets you, uh, when you, you know somebody's in there and missing you, you feel like, okay, shoot, I should have gone today. It certainly does. And it, it does motivate. And that, like, you know, they'll text me, are you going to the gym tomorrow? Are you going to the gym? Yeah. So yeah, it, it pushes me. So I, I like that. Yeah. I actually, I walk with, with three um, neighbors every day. Usually we probably, we probably do at least five days a week. Um, we try to do six, but you know, that, that text at night really encourages you who's go walking tomorrow you know what time you know and it it really makes you get out of bed at seven o'clock to go walk so yeah i I like that Mm. and absolutely your workouts you say are like 45 minutes to an hour hour and a half yeah no more than an hour okay and do you do anything else besides like we have a pickleball group do you do anything else besides and i ride my bike but do anything else besides lifting weights or something well, I, I do cardio. I think cardio is important too. Um, I go for walks, but three usually three to four times a week I would lift weights. And sometimes the weightlifting has, does have a cardio component in it. Um, two to three times I, a week I would do cardio. So, you know, like the burpees, which I hate burpees. All right. right. But, I'm with you on that. Uh, mountain climbers, pulse squats, stuff like that. Um, as I, And I think I already mentioned walking. I, I try to walk every day depending on the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, up there in Connecticut, I'm sure you have that winter like we do here in Iowa that makes it tough to get out and ride your bike and walk and stuff like that. I know. That. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, like okay, you also talked about, and I, when I kind of scoped out your Facebook page, you talk about um, your, your eating. And I know that uh, a lot of the eating clean or, you know, watching the carbs, that makes a big difference. What do you do? What do you suggest? Well, I I think I'm a strong believer in that healthy nutrition is essential and that helps you stay active longer. Um, It also improves mental and physical health. I always tell people you can't outrun a fork. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, you know, eating clean, which, you know, basically I cut out the sugar. um, I... I'm just eating good whole foods, nothing processed. Um, That doesn't say I don't go off every once in a while. I mean, it's so I'm not saying you, you know, what I say to people, you have to find something that is that you can stick with that's sustainable for weight loss and that you're consistent with. So eating clean 100% of the time is not consistent for most people. It's not consistent for me. So I try to eat clean um, for eight weeks. Well, let me back up a second. For eight weeks, I ate clean 100% because I wanted to drop weight and body fat. So now I'm still eating clean, but 85% of the time. So every night I might have a piece of candy. I might have, um, well, I don't eat fried foods anymore, but I might have something that I know normally would have that has maybe more fat in it. But for the most part, um, I'm eating clean most of the time. Mm -hmm. And and define clean again, please. It's just good whole foods, um, you know, healthy, um, fruits, vegetables, you know, good carbs, healthy fats, like olive oil, um, beans and legumes, starches and protein. Protein is very, protein is very important, um, to build muscle. Right. Right. Not a lot lot of people don't get enough protein in their diet. And I also think it keeps you fuller, you know, so you don't go off and it does. Yeah. And, 
you know, if people don't know where to start, like sometimes this eating total eating clean totally can be very overwhelming for people. So I would say try eliminating one thing from your diet. So for me, when I started, it was processed sugar. I mean, that makes a huge difference. That That's addictive. It really is. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. yesterday we had the Halloween candy out. We're in that Halloween season, even though this is going to air later on. And you have one piece, then you have another piece, then you have another piece. And that's why it's in the freezer. Yeah, that's what, that's what, <laughs> when, it, yeah, that's important. I wanted to eat some candy so bad last night. And instead what I did, I have these bars, um, they're chocolate protein bars. They have 17 grams of protein. It has a little bit of sugar, so I don't eat eat them that much, but I had one of those instead of eating any chocolate. Yeah, that, that's smart. So, it's it's yeah. a willpower thing. It really is. A mindset, yeah. Once you start doing this, it really becomes part of your life. And I don't really miss, I don't miss it. When I, when I did the eight week total clean eating, I would, I went to the extreme of bringing food to people's houses if I was invited. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Just for the eight weeks. I don't do that now. But so now I can go to someone's house and if they have the chips out and the tortilla chips and um, snacks, whatever, I, I might have a couple, but that's it. And it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I don't miss it. Yeah. 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 We had, um, we did an episode earlier with a guy who did 30 day challenges and one of his hardest one was he gave up sugar for 30 days. And he said, you know, if you do a burpee challenge or a push up, you know, you do your burpees, <laughs> you do your push ups, and you're done for the day. He said the sugar challenge was by far and away the hardest. Cause he says, you never escape it. It's, you know, the whole day long and, the whole 30 days long, and he, he just cut it out completely. Yeah, he said it was really hard. Yeah, yeah. tough on his wife, too. <laughs> you know, diabetes runs in my family, so that's why it's also important for me to keep that in mind. I mean, I'm good so far, and hopefully I won't, I'll never, I won't get diabetes, but, yeah, you know, it's always in the back of my mind. Yeah, and it'd probably be type 2 if it is, but it sounds like it you're, is. You're, you're doing good. Okay, yeah. your typical workout. Aerobic, anaerobic, weights, what, talk us through your typical 45 to an hour workout. Oh, I I do both. So um, I lift weights and then sometimes I do, it's, I do this class that's called the burn class. So again, in in the burn class there, there might be um, ice skaters or again, the burpees that I hate, um, surrenders, which you go down on you know, one knee down, the other knee down, and then up again um, with weights in your hand. So um, that burns a lot of calories. Um, but yeah, mostly I, I do like to lift weights. Um, I love deadlifting. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Free oh, wow. weights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Free weights give you a better all around strength than um, a machine weight. But exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can, I'm stronger and healthier than I was when I was in high school. That's great. Yeah, that that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Do you do anything as far as balance? Because balance is important. Okay. Balance is very important. I mean, that's how I don't, I practice that on my own at home. And I I started, um, you know, I'll back up a second. Balance typically, balance declines around age 55 to 65. Um, And I'm sure you know that falling is the number one cause of injury among, among seniors. Yes, unfortunately. I know. So I would suggest it for people that want to start practicing their balance. I mean, I think that's the number one thing that they should really do to start with simple exercises. So like a, a single leg stance 
you know, basically you're stand, you stand behind a steady solid chair mm-hmm. and hold the back of it lightly for support and just lift up your right foot and balance with your left and then hold that position for as long as you can. And then you switch feet. So the goal should be to stand on one foot without holding onto the chair and hold that pose for up to one minute. It might take a while and, you know, but I I mean, I think, and there's so many other balance exercises that people can do. Um, Even like with weights, you can hold weights and you can do lunges, Um, lunges with a knee drive. I mean, that's, that helps with your balance too, but um, that's also very important. Stretching too. Stretching is also a good way to improve balance. So any low, low impact movements, they can be done in a short amount of time and they're easy to incorporate into someone's daily routine. So one example of an easy stretch is a calf stretch for ankle mobility. So if you if you have a step with a railing, you stand on the balls of your feet with your toes resting on the edge of the bottom step and holding onto the rail, sink one heel down below the level of the step. And then you repeat with the other heel and you'll feel a nice stretch in your ankle. Oh, and that's good for plantar fasciitis too, because that's one of the ones I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yoga is also good to improve balance and flexibility. I mean, they have a lot of different poses that people do, and that really helps a lot, too. Um, and I always say, with anything new that anyone wants to try, it's always a good idea to talk to your healthcare practitioner before that's, starting. That's good advice, because you don't, you don't want to go out and just start running marathons or anything. Oh, no, of course not. We actually did have an, an, an uncle that ran marathons, started in his 60s. retirement years, you know, it was just wonderful listening to him. But I I think it just goes to show that, you know, even though we're, we might be in our later years, we can do anything if you put your mind to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I always say it's never too late. Right. And the benefits are just humongous. They're just, you know, losing a couple pounds, being able to stretch better, you know, the benefits... At this age, are huge. We take advantage of them when we're younger. We and also, it's not only just losing pounds; it's losing body fat. And losing body fat, I think, is harder than losing the pounds. But you know, when you build muscle, muscle weighs more than fat. You could people get sometimes people get freaked out when they gain weight. But if you're building muscle, it's a good thing because your re your body is um, changing and toning. Right. So while you may gain weight. You're, you're losing the body fat and you're gaining more muscle, which is important. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we get older, there's, you know, it's called sarcopenia. So that that's mo- that's a loss of muscle mass as we get older. That happens. So this is why, I you know, I'm such a strong proponent of strength training, especially in older people. Yeah. I know. I, I agree 100 percent. And you don't have to go out there and be Arnold Schwarzenegger or anything, you know. No. You just got to keep the your body toned. And all around tone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So if you were going to give a number one thing that you do that's helped you uh, for, you know, seniors or for anybody in our age group, what would be the one thing, uh, the one fitness tip you would give us? Okay. So my number one tip for people just starting out would be to take things slow and easy. Um, if you're new to fitness, it can be overwhelming and you don't want to start, you know, full you don't want to just go gung ho in the beginning. You could hurt yourself, um, and of course, you need to. You should talk to someone before you start any activity. Your doctor. Um, that's what I right. had previously said. Um, you can, you know. So again, start slow. You can gradually increase or intensify your workouts in, you know, later weeks. And most of all, don't become discouraged because any progress, even slow progress, is progress. People should not lose. You know, people that go on these fad diets. Right. 
and lose like a bunch of weight in a couple of weeks or a month that that I don't feel that's sustainable. And most 99 or 95% of the time, those people gain the weight right back. So the key is to be consistent and find something you enjoy doing. If you're doing something you don't like, you're not, it's not going to be consistent. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh, I have one more oh, tip. No, too. that's Sorry great. To no, keep going. The fitness buddy, like goes back to me going to classes. If, if you have a fitness buddy, that can make your routine more enjoyable and keep you motivated and accountable to someone else. Yeah, yeah accountability is big. Yeah, it's- yeah. I have a friend, my one of my walking buddies, we always text each other when we do yoga, and she's a lot better than me. But, yeah, and it does encourage me when she says, all right, my yoga's done. How about yours? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, it's like, I got to do it. But if I encourage her, it's called nagging. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> <It's> very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Do you, right. I, you mentioned earlier to us, you are married. Does your husband work out with you at all? I wish he did, but no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that maybe I would inspire him, but it hasn't worked so far. But you know, he's standing yeah, right. right. I know exactly. Yeah. You got to tread softly on those those shores. Yeah. Well, I I wrote him a workout one time. Oh, this is a while back. I wrote him a workout, and it was a short workout, and it was easy. It was an easy workout, like mostly a cheer workout. And after ten minutes, he asked me when he was going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went for. I had him. He did go for a walk with me one day around the neighborhood. And every now and then I would tell him to do um, walking lunges and squats, like to stop and do those. And he hasn't walked with me oh, since. Okay. <laughs> Even though I promised I wouldn't make him do that, I would just I would just go for a I walk. Know. Yeah, too too much too <laughs> soon, I'm afraid. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's true. Okay, injuries. Have you experienced any injuries or have you, I mean, you are, I, yeah, yeah. Have you experienced any injuries or have you know people, seniors? What injuries should we look out for? Well, one that I've experienced in my years of fitness is rotator cuff inflammation. Um, I also have a few small tears, which is normal as we age. So I do, um, when I work out with my, you can do things to protect your shoulders. So, for example, in overhead press, I hold the weights in a neutral grip, which is palms facing each other. So using a neutral grip, that puts less stress on your okay. shoulders. So, and then, uh, you know, I have maybe a little arthritis, but it's nothing that stops me from doing things. Or, But if people have arthritis in their knees, you know, you want to avoid putting extra stress in that area. So you can do like instead of a squat, you can do a squat with your back against the wall, which that helps reduce the risk of putting unnecessary pressure on your knees. Um, and then one more is a big one, back injuries. Oh, yeah. You know, if you... It's important to develop strong lower and upper back muscles. Your body will become less susceptible to injury. You know, bent over rows are great exercises to strengthen your back. Also deadlifts. Um, that's a, for your entire body, but also that's for your back as well. Um, and lastly, your core. Your core is the powerhouse of your body. Good point. Um, that's key. Yeah, that's key to developing muscular muscles in your midsection. So the erector spine, the abs, obliques, glutes, hips, and lats, they're all muscles that will keep your back strong. That's why strength training is so yeah, important. Yeah, I've, I have actually, I have a bad back that, you know, there's been like three or four times where when it's gone out because I basically just bending over and it's all, and I know it's all has to do with my core is, is I need yeah. to improve mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. It's, it's important that that it's your support system right there. Yeah. I always used to tell my athletes yeah, and, that. And all strength strength training that I do always has a core component to it. Yeah, well, and you know, unfortunately for women, 
it seems like we get really belly heavy, you know, and it's just, it's really hard to lose that belly fat and to, to, and that's all connected to the core there. It is. And I, you know, I tell people or they say, oh, I want to lose weight in my stomach. Well, you can't, it's, you lose weight overall. Like you can't spot, you can't lose weight in a certain area. It's just going to go where it's going to go. And even after losing 20 pounds, I, I have a smaller, I still have a little pooch, but it's, it's noticeably smaller, but it's never, I mean, you know, I'm not looking to be skinny. I mean, strong for me, strong is the new skinny. And as we ate, I mean, I'm probably always going to have that little pooch there, but that's, Hey, I'm still strong. Strong is the new skinny. That is a great hashtag. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. Strong is the new skinny. (laughs) No, but it really is. It's kind of like, you know, as we age, you know, every time I I hit another milestone, when we hit 60, you know, you don't feel like you're 60. You feel like you're 40. And I know I talked to my mom and my mom is like, she's 80, going to be 85 this year. And she's like, I, I swear I'm only 60. And I'm like, I know, but mom, I'm 61, you know, and you got to slow down a little bit. And it's just hard, you know, it's, it isn't. I see thin people that, I mean, just be, if you're, just because you're thin doesn't mean you're fit. And I'll look at someone, I always look at their upper arm. And if they have that flab there that shakes when you <laughs> say, you guys, you need to lift right. weights. Yeah. No, I know it. There's a lot you can do to, I mean, we're always going to get older. But strength training, proper diet, aerobic exercise is going to slow. It doesn't slow down the aging process, but it makes it a lot more enjoyable. And getting over is the blessing because, I mean, the alternative is death. (laughs) You know, I mean, I want to grow old. So, But I want to say, too, that nutrition is 80%. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you know, I see people that work out and they're, they may be getting stronger, but their body's not changing that much because they're going home and they're eating food that they probably shouldn't after just working yeah, out. Yeah. 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 Okay. You said you like working out in the gym for the social aspect and pushing and everything, but suppose we live in the middle of nowhere. Our nearest gym's 15 miles away. And suppose you are in a remote area. Do you have suggestions for a good all around home gym without breaking the bank? Oh, yeah. You know, if there's here, this, here's the good news. There's many body weight exercises you can do with no weights at all. So you don't need weights. I mean, if you're new, if you're new to fitness, I would suggest that first just to get used to the different movements. And there's, you can go on YouTube. There's so many, you know, you, if you Google strength exercises, so many things will come up or, or you can do body weight exercises and you'll get a whole chart of uh, uh-huh. workouts. Um, you can also purchase resistance bands, so they're inexpensive and they they'll add resistance to some of your moves. Like you can do a get a short resistance band, put it around your ankles, do a squat and do a band walk. Okay. Right. So walking walking laterally to the side with the band around your ankle, it provides a lot of resistance. So stuff like that. Um, as you get stronger, if you if you can afford to, you can start to add buy some weights, but dumbbells, um, you know, free weights right. or. You can use household items. So you can do soup cans for bicep curls. Make sure they're full, not empty. (laughs) Good point. And um, you can use gallon water jugs to do deadlifts or those large detergent bottles that you can buy at Costco or BJ's. And even just getting one kettlebell and keeping that in your home gym, you know, it can help a lot. One kettlebell, yeah. And um, I also have a TRX. That's that's a little more expensive, um, I think. You can buy um, off brands. I I think I paid 
$200 for my okay. T-Rex. Um, you don't have to bolt it to the wall. I hang the back of it on the door, one of the doors downstairs, and you can do a lot of things with a T-Rex. And the good, and especially, you know, it's great for people that have, say, like knee issues. Um, it gives you a better range of motion with the T-Rex. Yeah, I was working with a trainer at our gym here. She's a friend of mine. And there's a TRX there, and she was showing me, like, squats. I have a bad knee. I have a horrible knee. But she was showing me squats to do with the TRX. And, man, it it was a workout, you know. It is. It's not easy. It, you know, um, I've done planks on the TRX. I mean, that's, that's yeah. tough. Um, and just lunges. I mean, I just like it. It's. I think it's a great piece of equipment. Yeah, okay, it good. really is. All right, it good. Really it's something is. to look into. Yeah, Okay, we're getting near the end here. Okay, I, I have a question though, Deb. How long? I mean, do you you feel like you're going to keep doing this for ever? I mean, you do you ever see an end point when you won't go work out at a gym? Hey, I'm in shape. <laughs> I don't think so. And I got um, when I retired, I got you know the the trainers at my gyms. I I was so um, I just loved them, and they taught me so much that I, I, before I retired, I became a certified personal trainer, and then I got certified in senior fitness because my goal is just to inspire people, and I think there's there's so many trainers that are, there's so many younger trainers, and the younger trainers, yes, they know the, the challenges that seniors have, but I just feel that being an older trainer, and I'm 68 now, um, I can really relate to someone that's Oh, I think that's so smart because, you know, we always talk about all these people that talk about retirement that are in their 30s and have the retirement uh, YouTube channels and and things. And we're like, okay, wait a minute. It would be really great if it's somebody our age that's actually experiencing it. So a trainer that would be our age would be wonderful, I think. Yeah, and that's what. And I recently just um, passed the exam for the nutrition, so I also have that certification that I just got. Okay, so are you kind of doing that as a side gig, being like a a coach for seniors, or? Yeah, if you know, my this is you know, I think that when I think everyone should have a something they. When you retire, you don't want to just want to sit home and watch TV and eat. Yeah, that's why we do this podcast. I think you should have a passion in retirement. So this has become my passion. And even if I do have someone that wants, she was looking for someone um, to work out with. That's her age, which is my age. And she's going to be coming to me, but she has sciatica right now. Now, strength training is really good for sciatica, but right now she's in a tremendous amount of pain. So that's not a good idea. So I'm waiting for her. Get the. I bet once you get out there, you're going to get busy. As busy as you want to be, because I think people do want to get in shape. Well, and like I said, coming from a person your age, I think that's a wonderful. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can have any old 25-year-old, oh, do this, but yeah, not when you're in your 60s. Yeah, and even if I don't, it basically is meant to be part-time, but if I, what my, I just love putting information out there, and that's why when someone uh, it was Herbert Walker asked me to post fitness right. tips on the retirement page. That's what I started yeah. doing. And I love doing that. And along that line, will you give us like, do you have any um, Facebook pages that you do that people can see your tips? Oh um, yeah. I have a Facebook page called Fountains of Youth Training. Can you spell that for everybody? Oh, Fountain F as in Frank, O-U-N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, A-S as in Sam of youth. Okay. Y-O-U-T-H, training. And whatever I post on the retirement page, I usually post the same thing most of the time on okay, the Fountains okay. of Youth page. Because different people, not everybody is on the retirement right. page. Right. right. Well, we'll, so, we'll mention that in our show notes, too. Yeah. So. yeah. 
And okay, we always end with our two questions, your you betcha, which is the best thing about your fitness journey in retirement, and your hell no, which is the worst thing about it. So it might be the story about your husband already, but okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I do this not for for my my own wellness, but also to inspire others uh, and to let them know that it's never too late to begin their own journey to health and wellness. So as I mentioned earlier, this has been my passion in retirement. Yeah, that is. And a hell no. Well, really, the only thing I can think of, other than my husband not not inspiring him, is when <laughs> I broke my wrist. You know, you can't no. let him listen to this now, right? <laughs> I know. No, he's gonna he's gonna listen to it. He listens to the podcast in his car, so I'll make, okay. I'll make him listen. Okay. So I, you know, I broke my wrist several years ago, and I couldn't work out for a few months. You know, and if you want to know how I broke it, I was organizing my kitchen pantry, and I I was on a step stool. So we went to get off the stool. I missed a step and I landed on top of my wrist. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh, ow. Kind of yeah. goes with that balance thing we were talking. Or Exactly. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, those hurt. It did those hurt. hurt. It hurt really bad. And we yeah. noticed that the older we get, it, the longer it takes to heal from things like that. Well, yeah. I asked my, my cousin. I have a cousin that's an orthopedic surgeon and I sent him all my rec- x-rays. Because I, I, I couldn't have surgery, and he said if I did, it wouldn't make any difference. Right. Ugh. Because I'm older, and, you know, I had some osteoporosis in my wrist, too. If I was younger, and, you know, maybe if I had started working out when I was younger, maybe I wouldn't have broken it. I don't know. Yeah. Just, That's another thing about injuries. I notice, you know, as we get older, we pay for the, uh, I guess, the sins of our youth. You know, I I thought my body was invincible, and I got a bad knee, and I got a bad wrist, and now it's worse in old age, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm still getting by. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you, Deborah, for joining us. Yes. You definitely inspire me. And you know, I'm, I'm a big challenge person. So this is going to give me, throw going. the gauntlet yep, down. It's going to get me going here. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. This was fun. All right. We appreciate you joining us. You take care of yourself and keep getting healthy and encouraging people. Thank you. Thank you. Take All care. right. You, you bet. Too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another adventure. Yeah, this was such good advice for our age group, retired people, seniors, whatever. You know, you might still be working, but you got to get in shape. Yeah, I, like I said, the the one piece of advice I would give anybody who is approaching retirement and wants to get ready, if you can go in healthy and in shape, you're going to enjoy your retirement so much. Right. A lot of the sites out there talk about your finances. And yes, that's important. If you can't afford to be retired, that's one thing. But even if you're working for a living, staying in shape helps you age better. It does. And less painful, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Deborah, for joining us. We uh, we appreciate everybody listening to us out there. Yeah, we're always looking for new adventures in yeah. retirement. And they can be anything. We don't care. You can email me at uh, adventureretired at gmail.com. If you want to listen to us, we're on all the major platforms, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. We're everywhere. Share us with your friends. We have, more. we have a website. Yeah, we've got a website, adventureretired.com. So share us with your friends. Try and get this to grow. And we're just, we want to be the senior encouragers and get you out there in your retirement and have fun. All right. I love you, Cindy. I love you more. Yeah, that's the kids